Today we'll be talking with composer Kevin McLeod. Kevin is the creator of Incompetech.com. He has over 2,000 pieces of music on Incompetech available for free to anyone to use. His music has been featured in millions of YouTube videos and thousands of films. Today we talk about the creative process, the never-ending documentary on his life, and why aspiring musicians should probably quit now. Kevin McLeod, the creator of Incompetech. And we're going to be talking about creativity, the business of making music, and uh, documentaries on your life if you had one made about yourself. How's it going, Kevin? Think things are going great. How about with yourself? Uh, it's it's going good. It's uh, it's hot, but I don't know if it's hotter than where you are. How's how's the weather where you're at right now? Um, it's pretty warm. It's like 32 and sunny, so not oh. the best. Are you where? Are you in? Are you in the U.S.? Are you? Yeah. Where, where, uh, can I ask where? Do you oh, want to yeah, keep that I'm, information uh, I, secret? I don't want to uh, give out. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. No, I'm currently in the lovely and talented city of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I won't make any uh, cheesehead references, sir. Oh, too late. No? Okay. <laughs> um, well, uh, I, I've, uh, so I, I told you just coming in that uh, I had some selfish reasons uh, for, for doing this, this interview myself as a music creator. Um, I wanted to pick your brain uh, about a few things, um, and I think that that people listening um, and people that that use film um, and music would love to pick your brain because you've been doing things with film and music on the music side for a long time. Um, how did you get started in music? I mean, where where did your music journey start? And we'll we'll get more into what you've been doing, but where did you start as a musician? Did you come out playing <laughs> birds uh, with an instrument in your hands kind of thing? Yeah, pretty. I mean, pretty much. I don't, I mean, I, that goes back to before I have memories. Um, but like where I started to do music really a lot more uh, is when I, when I went to college because uh, I was going to major in electrical engineering and then I learned that you have to do a lot of chemistry and then I said, nope, what else you got? No chemistry. And then I switched, <laughs> I switched majors over to uh, music and uh, all because of my hatred of chemistry. <laughs> so it was, it was your hatred of chemistry that propelled you into your music career. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I think so. The Big Bang Theory would be upset, I'm sure, but... Um, well. Do you have music in the Big Bang Theory? <laughs> Hey, I like I like physics. I just don't like chemistry. Just this, just the chemistry side. My dad yeah. actually. So my dad is was a chemist. Um, he he I don't he did stuff with printed circuit boards. So all the computers and things we're using, he yeah he chemicked he chemicked those up. But um, so you you started doing music in college. Did did you go into college? starting as with a music degree or you switched like your freshman year is that what happened like you got oh, there and yeah realized- no i switched i switched before day one because you know you go you pick up all your books and then i read them i'm like nope <laughs> nope that's not okay <laughs> i mean and that's uh it's a it's an interest i mean but i've been playing in bands okay that's you know, i was gonna ask for that my one. entire life up until that point but uh that's where i that's where i dove deep yeah, what kind of bands were I mean were you were you doing cover bands? Were you in punk yeah. rock? Yeah, uh cover bands. Cover bands. Weddings. Funerals. 
cult rallies, militia functions, doesn't matter. <laughs> just whoever was paying the band to come out and play. There you go. Yeah, well, that's... And this is this will be a question I'll lead into, but I, I want to go a little more further. Um, so you, were, you played in bands as a kid, which a lot of musicians, that's, you know, we picked up instruments and we... Were, were you a guitarist? Were you a keyboardist? Uh, keyboard. Keyboard, yeah. okay. I, I know that you do a lot of orchestral type arrangements at least the stuff that i've ended up using in in my videos <laughs> we have a lot of uh, you are the soundtrack to more than i'd say like 80 percent of the student projects at my school and we have credited <laughs> you on all of them fyi so i just want you oh, to know well, well thank you that uh, keeps my my inbox down do you so like there's a i think i heard the number eight hundred thousand. uh like like recognized plays of your material on YouTube or maybe that's all media in general. Oh yeah. No, that, that is really low. It's in the, it's in the tens of millions. I, I was going to say, uh, I, I can imagine, I've heard, I feel like I hear your music now. I recognize it. Like I'm looking at, I do a yeah. lot of uh, playing flash games with my students and creating games. And yep. I'm like, Oh, there's that song. <laughs> there's the, <laughs> That's Kevin McLeod right there. Like in a game. Um, yep. you're, I mean, you are everywhere. I mean, where, yeah. just tell me a few of the places that your music is, um, that maybe is, is some you're proud of some that make you laugh. I don't know. Where has your music gone? I, the thing, the things that I really enjoy is when like podcasts that I listen to and I enjoy use my music Ugh. and I only, li- I only listen to like 20 or 30 total so I can't imagine how how much my music is used in the in the world at large. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of YouTube channels that I enjoy that use it. Um, uh, I don't I don't watch TV, but I know it's on TV shows and a lot of commercials and stuff. And and for those, you you get paid for. The, I mean that that the, anything that's like a commercial use, do they do they contact you or? Or do you? Oh, if you or like it, a television, yeah, like a television commercial. You mean yeah. a radio spot? Yeah, let's say like Nike used one of your songs or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, they just go into my website and pay thirty bucks, and that's it. Wow, that's cool. Well, that's a good deal. Yeah. Oh, it's a great deal. <laughs> I figured it's something that everyone can afford, and even at that, I get sob stories from people. It's like, well. Yeah, we're doing a you know a four thousand dollar shoot, but we're a nonprofit. Can we have this music for free? No, <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> and I think- well, we didn't have any budget for music, so it's like, well, if you really like it, just wander around the office and ask people for a dollar or two, and then send me thirty of them. Yeah, now that's crazy. That's crazy. That is yeah. crazy to me that uh, that. And we hear this, by the way, as a, as a fellow musician, although I am not by any means placing myself on a pedestal next to you. I'm like way down here. But um, we I've I've worked with s- several smaller film companies and and it's it's a lot of my friends who are musicians will will get these requests. Uh, hey, can you provide this for free? You know, we don't really have a music budget, but they've just spent, like you said, thousands of dollars. Um, yeah. And they can't put any money for music. And uh, I think, I mean, I can't, I don't know many projects that don't have music. When I think about, I mean, when you really think about it, I think everything has music, 
there, there are very few things that don't have music somehow enhancing the the uh, uh, the mood of of the of the thing. I mean, have you found that to be right. true? Uh, well, and if you don't have music, you you are spending a lot of money on some very specific sound design, right? So there's audio in it, unless the format is non-audio, like I don't know, a billboard or something. Or maybe like a, I don't know, like a books on tape kind of thing. But even those, right, are having... Those have, yeah, those have music. Yeah, you've probably had, I'm sure you've had music in books on tape, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, do you, do uh, you get royalties from from the playment of your material? Like, I mean, do you, are you a member of ASCAP I, or BMI or any of that? N- n- I don't take royalties on anything. I dislike that system uh. and it just makes me feel weird um it also makes me look stupid because there's a lot of money to be picked up there but yeah no i I don't like the royalty system and i'm not a member of any professional rights organizations i don't have to play that game and i i don't (laughs) well that's cool and how did you i'm i'm think I think a lot of our, I think a lot of people that listen, um, especially people on the music business side of things, would want to know. So, how did you make a living giving it away? It, because it, at one point, I remember seeing it, thinking, "Oh, cool, it's free," you know. And yeah. where did you, where did you earn your money, where you could afford to, you know, like pay rent and eat and stuff. Or were you always yeah. okay there? Were you working other jobs or, you know? As uh, Well, as, as it turns out, when you give away stuff for free, uh, there's a lot of people that come to pick up the stuff you give away for free. So I get over a million people a month coming to my website for music. There's ads on my website. That's a non-trivial amount of money coming in, even if nobody donates and nobody licenses anything. That's that. No, so that's great. So yeah, it, it just but people but people do donate and people do purchase licenses and um. So it's pretty much like an honor system. Like you're not, you don't have yeah. anyone tracking things for you or no, no. And and so do people pay you bigger? Now you also custom compose, right? Mm-hmm, like yep. someone can approach you and 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 say, hey, I'd like uh, something epic and grand with you know lots of brass kind of sort of like an inception kind of thing and what what do you charge how do you do you charge thirty dollars for that or (laughs) (laughs) no i imagine that's a little more expensive right those are a lot more expensive um if you want one of the brass things that i already did yeah 30 bucks but if you've if you've got a brand new thing no it's significantly more and and when you do something custom for someone it does it become is it sort of like a work for hire it's theirs and you don't place it on your site or does every single piece of music you compose end up on incomp by the way incompetech.com uh i forgot to bring that up but i'd like to talk about that too um does all your music end up on incompetech not all of it ends up on incompetech some people uh, want to do it as a work for hire as opposed to a custom license deal. Um, straight up work for hire costs like three times more because then I can't make any money off of it. I, I sort of subsidize um, 
my uh, composition costs by figuring it's like, oh, well, this piece, I think it'll be licensed by, you know, X number of people over the next three to five years. And so people can get a real big discount if they let me also distribute it. Right. Right. I, that so, makes sense. So, so you yeah. know that it's got earning potential later. As right. Opposed- and some don't have any earning potential. So there's not a lot of discount on those, but it's, it's too wacky or it's not current enough or whatever. Yeah. There's, there's all, there's all sorts of things that go into it. So do you have, I mean, do you have that so much work that you, you're just, con- I mean, do you, are you constantly composing like work for hire stuff or do you put time aside? Like, you know, Monday through Wednesday, I'm going to be working on all my work for hires. And then Thursday through Saturday, I'm going to do, you know, stuff that tickles my fancy and create randomly. How do you, how do you set up your time as a creative? I'm, I'm actually really curious about that. You, do, right. you seem to do a lot of stuff. For, for the long, for a long time, I, I did a lot of uh, custom work, work for hire stuff. And, you know, as I've, as I've, you know, built the empire, I don't know, can we call it that? <laughs> sure. Um, uh, I've gotten a lot more picky on what uh, what projects I choose. I probably take one in eight uh, projects that come in. Uh, so I really only work on things that I'm really excited about. But I, I used to work on, I don't, I used to work on anything and everything. Right. And I think a lot of people that are new to any business when they start just have to they got to take whatever they can take yeah but you're at a place now you're you're known enough you're in total known quantity and people know your work and hear your work everywhere that that's that's a nice position to be in (laughs) it's great oh i agree (laughs) um so uh, do do you have a schedule do you well how do you manage your time I mean, what, just what is a practical day in the life of Kevin McLeod? Like, how do you handle your day? What What do you do? What's your What is your process of creating something? Um. Well, yeah, on a work day, I usually get up around I don't know five a.m. and uh, you know get everything set and roll in, and maybe work till nine or ten, take a break for a few hours, and then uh, go back into it. Um, maybe I don't understand the question. Is that what you were looking no, for? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was just kind of looking for like, do you, do you have a schedule? Like, I don't know if you're I, like, so as a, as a songwriter, I found a book that I thought was amazing. It was called on writing by Stephen King. Okay. And it's really, really good. And it, it I found it super encouraging, uh, inspiring as a, a writer of creative things, not because he was talking about music, but he just kind of talked about his work ethic and his process. You know, like he showed up yeah. to work pretty much every day. He said, I will write this many words from this time to this time. And yep. then I'll stop and take a break. And then I'm going to read some. And then I do something else. And I know everyone has a different process, but yeah. I have to think that you definitely have some discipline because you have so <laughs> freaking much work. Like you have so yeah. many songs. Like it, it's mind blowing, <laughs> like how much there is. Oh, okay. So where did Incompetech come from? Tell me about Incompetech. Where, let's let's. Oh, yeah. I want to share some of that because that's obviously when it start. Like when did that officially begin? Uh, like nineteen ninety seven. Ninety. Wow. 
that's pre uh, that's pre youtube that is way pre youtube and it didn't start out as a music site it started out as i had a job as a web developer and i just wanted a playground that i could do stupid things on (laughs) (laughs) that makes me happy that makes me happy to hear that so you just made a playground and you had a place. I saw, I saw I, it cracks me up every time I go there because there's a whole thing that says, okay, there's get started with music and then there's yeah. get started with, gra- with craft, craft paper. paper. <laughs> you know, there was a time where uh, probably in the late nineties where there was no more regular graph paper and I would need to graph something. I'm a teacher. That's yeah. one, that is one of my jobs. And so like, uh, and I would need some graph paper. And I, I probably came to your site to get it at one point. It probably led me to your site. And I didn't even know oh, yeah. what it was other than that, oh, there's graph paper, click. <laughs> and, you know, like use the graph paper. Um, yeah. But when did, so when did you start using it to, to do music? And when did you think, when did you think it was a good idea to give music away for free? Like what led you to this foolish decision? It's a foolish decision. <laughs> Which turned out to be really you, super amazing, what do you intelligent, think I do? and great. Yeah, I but mean... You know how I think a lot of people would think giving away for free isn't a good idea. That's... It's it's probably a terrible idea for almost everyone. <laughs> it's counterintuitive. I don't know. I don't know you. Um, it's It's been super rewarding, certainly. Um, but as a person who makes music... I have I have one job, right? It is to affect the emotions of other people in the world. The more people I can affect the emotions of, the better off I think I've done. So, yeah, we can remove all of the barriers and get as much music to as many people as freely as I legally can. <laughs> you don't even have to sign up for a newsletter. You know, there's a lot of sites out there where like, yeah, it's free. Oh, but you have to sign up on sign mailing up list. and, you know, qualify your email address and make sure that you're getting our newsletter and yeah, that that just stops people. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I mean, that's a turnoff for I know that's a turnoff for me. I go to a site and I see something like that a lot of times. Is that part of a like your philosophy of life? I mean, it. Is there something that that led you to to that point? Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. Well, I don't think. I think if you start with uh, the premise, my job is to affect the emotions of other people. Right. How can I do this the best? That's. I mean, that's the road you go down. That's. There's no other. No other givens are required. Well, but what about sex, drugs, and rock and roll? I mean, isn't that really why people got into music? <laughs> that is a reason a lot of people get into music. Absolutely. Did you, I mean, as a kid, when you first picked up, you picked up, uh, you you know, p- tinkling the piano there, which is tough to drag around to impress the girls. I realize it but, really is. Yeah, <laughs> but there are pianos in a lot of places. Yeah. Um, did you? I mean, did you go out and buy a piano? Did you? Wh- was there music that you heard that you're like, dude, I got to play piano or was there just a piano in your house and your parents there, were yeah, musical? There, there was a, there was a piano in the house. Did anyone play it at the time or were you like one of the nope. first? No, you, you were nope. the one that got to play Like I had a piano in my house that my parents didn't play. And I remember yeah. trying to play Axel F. That was my, um, 
<laughs> yeah. The theme for because we're about the same age. I was looking. I was looking you up. You're you're a seventy two. I'm a seventy two. And uh, mm. um, I remember just tinkling around with that. Although I never, I didn't take piano lessons. I took guitar lessons in high school. Did you take lessons, or were you all self taught? Uh, I tried lessons on several occasions. <laughs> didn't work out. <laughs> the calibers of teachers I had were pretty low. So did you, you ended up just self-teach, like just kind of like play by ear or did you learn well, to read music? Well, yeah, no, like once, and you can learn to read music, the basics in, of reading music, you know, probably four or five hours. Uh, and then after that, there was just a, you know, wealth of printed music available and you just learn it and play it. And yeah, I can also play by listening to things too. Sure. But so you, you, you did do that. You can, you're a sight reader. Like I am not a sight reader. I, I can, I do know what the notes mean. I understand, but I'm much more, I uh, much more play by ear. Um, uh, yeah, so, uh, I can, I can sight read simple things, but, um, no, nobody cares about that anymore. Right. It's not, it's it, uh, unless you're going into, you know, classical or th then, yeah, you, if you're an accompanist, absolutely. You need to know how to read right and read well. Right. Cause people are just going to throw things at you and you got to go. Yeah. Um, so it, back to Incompetech, um, when did you start putting music up on Incompetech? You, so you said it started in 97. Yeah. I think the first music probably went up in 2000 ish. And, and who were you thinking? Because there was no, there was no, was there YouTube? There no. was no YouTube till like 2005 or something like yeah. that. So who were you, get, were you just kind of posting like, hey, here's some music I've made kind of thing? Yeah. And how are you hosting? I guess it's, I mean, the internet has changed drastically. Um, it has. <laughs> it's, cr I, I, it's really interesting to see like how it's evolved, but I, I love your site too. It's, it's great. It's pretty easy. To, it's really pretty easy to use. Um, I did a tutorial for my students when they were working on their projects. Like I literally have a tutorial, how to download and find music on Incompetech, you know, and, and, okay. uh, and walking them through like, uh, the process and talking to them. I, and I talked to them a little bit about, you know, copyright and, and usage and, and what's fair and not fair, but it seems, it seems like that doesn't, you don't even really think about that too much. Like you're not really worried about that as much as getting music out there. Oh yeah. There's a uh, big piles of data on copyright on my website. Um, I try to make it as easy as possible because, you know, so many people who come to my site are, English as a second language or English as no language. Mm, right. And um, so it gets real confusing real fast for people. It gets confusing for copyright attorneys, honestly. <laughs> copyright is confusing. Have you, I mean, have you, but you seem like you kind of, you're not too concerned about that. Like, no. You, you just kind well, of make the music, right? You just, you're like, I'm just going to make some more music. <laughs> right, right. I, so, I don't care about what, you know, what's happened in the past. It's all about what's next. What's the next thing? I'm, I'm, and honestly, once you release something, you can, you can hold on to something and keep it in your house. And, and that's yours. Once you put it online, it's no longer yours. It is going to 
it's going to go where it's going to go. It will it will follow the winds and you know, people are going to take it and use it inappropriately and people are going to take it and use it amazingly. <laughs> right. Uh, but you don't get to decide that anymore. And would you say, I mean, it seems like you've gotten to the point and maybe you were always like this where you just didn't allow that to bother you. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Right. It, I ne- and it I never has. I was talking with uh, the president of the taxi, um, Michael Laskow, and um and we were talking about kind of what makes a professional or an amateur in music. And we were talking about how you'll have some songwriters who they will write a song and then they'll they'll mail a copy of it to themselves so that it's copyrighted and and then yeah. they won't do anything with that song for fear, like they won't post it online for fear that someone will will steal it. And uh, <laughs> it, I write, and that well, was my uh, that was news, my response too. I'm news like, flash, somebody will steal it. <laughs> right, I'm sure they will. As soon as you put it online, that is very yeah. likely that someone's going to take it and then I don't know resell it in another country or yeah. And the point is, the things that you can't control, uh, like that, like I really yeah. can't control if someone does that, but I can control being creative and making new music. Yeah. And and that's the and I think as a musician, I mean I think that's the important thing like creating more music. And and you were t- and you've taught and you said this several times that you felt like one of the purposes of music is to elicit an emotional response. Are, yeah. Are there kinds of emotional responses that you feel are more important than others? I mean it, or, or is it just purely about eliciting emotion? Oh, yeah. Well, Oh, it's really easy to annoy people with music. <laughs> like, if you want to write music that annoys people, that's simple. If what you is the want, most annoying musical style? <laughs> oh, I mean, you can just do some like just um, like grading minimalism or something like that, where it's just like knocking you upside the head. Bang, 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 bang. It's like yeah, I can I can ignore you. Uh, uh, noise music. We can I I can I can make you generally angry. That's not that hard. A uh, joy is really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Com- comedy uh, is also pretty hard, but I really like working on on those. Oh yeah, like a uh, is it the snitch? Uh, sneaky snitch. Um, yeah, there's yeah, there's a bunch of them like that. Yeah, I, I think about that one because I know like in some of the a lot of our we did a bunch of Harry Potter themed videos mm. for our, for our school, and so I mean that was like a no brainer. Like it it had like that that little mischievous uh, um, element to it uh, in the music, you know, just in the the composition that was that was really cool and yeah, um, yeah. So. Uh, well, I'm like, let me ask you another question. Um, oh, I've, I read someone saying something that when you when you have 10,000 hours in your chosen field, writing, composing, uh, that you will have reached mastery. I mean, would you say that that you that you have reached mastery of your craft? Well, I, I disagree with that on a couple levels. Oh, uh, well, talk to me. Um, some of the earliest music that I've written is really good. 
Um, I'm actually surprised by it. Um, I think I was a lot more innovative because I hadn't, you know, I haven't run that wagon down that trail so many times that like now, now there are ruts available and I tend to write things that sound like things I've already written. Mm. But, uh, I used to be a lot more innovative and now I have to work to be innovative. I'm a lot faster now, but I have to work more to be innovative what do you do what what kind of work do you do to become innovative i mean is it like forgetting stuff almost no it's a lot of exploring uh things like new things um and like you know maybe i'll be doing some 8-bit composition and i'm like oh i wonder what happens if we do uh let's take these bluegrass things and put them into uh, the 8-bit world and and see what comes out. Um, Let's, yeah, marry the... um, We're going to do some, uh, you know, African rhythms, but in a standard singer-songwriter context, but the rhythms are going to drive the piece instead of the melody. Just Just mashups, trying different things. Yeah, just trying to find things that haven't been done before, yeah. And that, that is challenging, especially when you, I mean, you have a lot, you have so many things. Um, you have a lot of things. You've done a lot of the things on Incompetech. How <laughs> many done, songs, yeah. how many songs do you have up right now? Um, Roughly. I think Incompetech is right around 2,000. 2,000. I, I, not everything I've written is still up there. Uh, I try to keep it, the catalog, manageable. Uh, and if I have, like, you know, 10 pieces that are similar, but, like, two of them nobody likes, they'll they'll eventually get pulled out. Um, where do, where do so, those songs so you don't, go? So you don't have to slog through it. Um, a lot of them go over to another site called FreePD freepd.com um and they just go into the public domain then oh that's cool is that your site or is this that is my site yeah oh that's awesome look at that i've never been to that site yep it is it's a secret site (laughs) wow i feel i kind of feel special like i just discovered something new freepd.com now everyone of course is gonna know so it's on the internet but People I mean, are. it's it's more difficult to use. I don't put a lot of effort into maintaining the site. Um, it's more like historical. But yeah, you don't have to credit anything. You can just take that and use it. Just do whatever or you want. sell it to other people. I don't care. <laughs> that's that's awesome, though. And I like again. I think part of um, maybe one of the reasons you're so successful is that you don't give a crap about some of those things that people give a crap about. I mean, did you worry about those things and then stopped worrying? I, no, I've, I've never worried about those You've things. You've never worried about those things. You've just no. always kind of created. Yeah. Uh, um. So, oh, you were saying something about you didn't think the 10,000 hours of mastery was a was a thing. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, like I said, like... Um, but when, I, when I started out, I, there, was st- there was some good stuff. And I had nowhere near the experience that I have now. So clearly there must be something wrong with the premise. Okay, that time equals some sort of mastery or 
Right. Right. Well, and I mean, how many bands have I, at least I can think of where I love their earlier material, but I don't Mm -hmm. like their latest material as much. Now, I guess some of that could be a nostalgia thing. Like I grew up and discovered The Replacements or Nirvana or any of those bands that were like right when I was in my high school, college years. Um, Oh, uh, there's other explanations for that too. When you think about how bands work. So let's say you get a band, you put it together and you work for five years, seven years, um, you know, gathering material, trying your material, going out, touring, and now you get signed and you get a record deal and you put all of your best material in there and it sells great. It's all the stuff that you've been working on forever. And then the record company goes, great. We want another record. You've got six months. Right. Oh, yeah, this one may not be as good. <laughs> and, and that's, and that's a, you know, that definitely, expl- I think that's a definite reason why some of those albums don't work out. But then you also hear about bands who take like Guns N' Roses and Chinese Democracy. I don't know if you remember that whole thing. It was like the album that they had and they were, I think they probably worked on it for 10 years or something ridiculous where there was always, it's coming out, you know, it'll, and then when it came out, I think it was just not very good, you know? Okay. Time doesn't necessarily, well, so we, so time does not necessarily equal good. No. And, and, and things can happen quickly too, right? I mean, you must, you must have times where you just compose something and it comes in a flash, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, do you, do you think that that happens? Would you say that happened more when you were starting and less now? Or would you say it happens more now where things can just happen quickly? Or is there no rhyme or reason? I don't know if there is a pattern. Um, I know that some of the things that I release now, they take a lot longer. I have a lot more patience in writing. Uh, I can start a project, work on it, drop it, pick it up, drop it, pick it up, you know. Eventually, I'm like, huh, I started this one three years ago. Well, probably should finish it off today. <laughs> do, do you have like a board or something where you keep track of, of these or you just literally open your Yeah, computer? I just got my project file, uh, my project folder here. Uh, right now, I'm working on, I don't know, 200, 250 pieces. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, not work- every I'm day. I'm just working on 250 <laughs> pieces, roughly. It's going to, yeah, it's going to take me a while to get to the, I, I, I mean, I probably won't. Some of these will never become anything. And, um, yeah. And maybe, you know, 200 of them will hit my website by the end of the year. How, how many do you say you complete um, in, a, in a week? How many songs do you complete? Uh, yeah, right now, I'm, I'm tr- I try to publish three pieces a week. Oh, that's cool. So, does it, do you? Is it like so? It takes about two or three days. I mean, do you work seven days a week? Are you? Do you take time off on the weekend? Do you? Oh, I I used to work all the time, all the time. Uh, I don't. I, I sort of changed in the last year. I've I've slowed down a little bit and started, you know, uh, enjoying that there are like people in the world <laughs> and things to do, and um. I've, you know, I, I've done my decade with no uh, vacations. I, and so I work a lot less now than I used to. 
And, and that's probably that's probably a good thing. <laughs> it's probably it's probably you healthy, right? Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't need to worry about making rent anymore. I'm I'm fine. Well, um so there's a documentary being made about you. Yeah. And and it's been, they've been making it for like 5 years or so I hear. They, yeah, uh, yeah where, they have. How did that start? So it's called Royalty Free: The Music of Kevin McLeod. Yeah. And it says on Wikipedia, it's scheduled to be released in 2017. That's like this year. So mm-hmm. is that is that happening? Uh, I'm not the editor. I don't know. <laughs> and you um, said they're still asking not, you questions. It's not, yeah. It's not my project. Um, so I, I'm guessing they're probably going to use my music in it. <laughs> but, <laughs> There's probably but other than that. Uh, Probably some of your music. I don't know what it's about. Um, I don't know what story they're going to tell. I I, I probably won't watch it. Oh no, not not even. Nah. You're just not going to watch. Not it. really. I don't know. Not really interested. Um, I did. Yeah, I did uh, giant interviews, and there wasn't a lot about me. When you get interviewed for ten hours, you'd think, oh, maybe they would ask you some questions about you. No, not really. It was it, it more was about all, it, it was a lot of questions about like what have you done? What do you think other people think of your philosophy? Um, hmm. things of that sort. So that's so that's but is it is it flattering that there was a documentary made of you? Or you sound like you're not too not too flattered by this documentary, or you oh, just don't care? Well, I I have no idea. It might be amazing and it might be terrible, but that that's okay. The reason I agreed to do this is, uh, yeah, a couple of producers came to me when I was living in New York and we uh, met at a local corner bar and they had pages and pages of research on me. And they're like, we want to make a documentary. You're interesting. Here's why. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, I do look interesting. You're <laughs> right. This is more information than I knew about me. So clearly they knew how to research. And uh, so, yeah, I thought this would be great. Yeah, sure. Do documentary. You know, here's the people I worked with. Here's my friends. Get some things for, for, you know, here and there. You know, do some interviews. Three months later, everything's done. Three months of editing. Done. Nope. Nope. Five years. Takes five years. I think documentaries take longer than some forms because there's no... It's not like you have a, I guess you have a, I guess you could have a script, but I do some film stuff with my students. And, you know, when we make something that is a a fictional piece, you know, you script out the whole thing, you storyboard it. So there's, there's a little, it's a little more quantifiable. Whereas I guess with a documentary, it's sort of, it's kind of on go, like, kind of like with the making a murder, making a murderer, that there was a new one that came out. um, I forget what it's called. It was on, it's on Netflix, but same thing. There were so many things happening and unfolding all the time that it kept evolving. It's yeah. it's interesting. So I five years does seem like a long time though. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. but at the same time, you know. I get ornery if I'm on one project for more than three weeks. I I could I can understand. Well, and I think that makes sense with how much you've made. Like you obviously don't linger for too long on any one no. thing. Yeah. 
What was your first, do you remember your first composing gig where you got paid to write music for something? And what was that? Yeah, that was, uh, that was a film called Xmas Eve from Sevlad uh, Horodiscu. And yeah, I just been putting my musings online and he's like, hey, you want to write a score for my film? I'm like, yes. And so then I went on to Amazon and I bought books on how to write music for films. Oh, wow. And downloaded some films and like, you know, spent a couple of weeks scoring uh, some things and just to make sure that I could because I had never done it before. So. so you just dove in. How old were you when that, that came up? Um, geez. I don't like I'm not teen? entirely sure. Okay. Twenties. Uh, Twenties. That's yeah. pretty cool. So that was like a real you took a real risk, kinda. Like you sort of you sort of agreed to it, not even sure if you could you weren't hundred <laughs> percent right. sure. You kind of jumped off the cliff there and said, Well, yeah. <laughs> hopefully I can fly. Yeah, absolutely. And it turned out you could, and maybe that there was something in you that sort of yeah. knew you could pull it off. Yeah. No, he uh I got beat up on that project really hard. <laughs> from the from the producer or like were oh, they, yeah. they were just kind of like, dude, this isn't working. You got to redo. Wrong. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Wrong. I'm like, shit. All right. <laughs> but that was probably a really great um, learning process. I mean. Oh, yeah. And how cool. It, I didn't. I mean, I, I didn't realize a lot of these things. There were even books for this kind of thing. Like, really, there was a book <laughs> for that? I got yeah. actually kind of surprised there was a book back then. Um, yeah. For how to compose music for a, a film. Yeah. That's, that's pretty great. Like, I wasn't Yeah, there's aware. a couple of them. But, oh, and that's actually, that thing is what started my music distribution better. It's because uh -oh. I had all of these failed pieces of music lying around. Like, well... They didn't want to use them. That doesn't mean nobody wants to use them. I'll throw them up on my website. See if that works out. <laughs> would you Would you say you're a pretty optimistic person? I mean, you seem to be an optimistic person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do seem that way, don't I? You do. I, would you Would you characterize yourself as optimistic, or or do you think you're more 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 of a cynic? Um, or both. I <laughs> I can I contain multitudes. I don't. I don't know if I get to say. I think other people get to say what I am. Well, I, I think, I, I mean, I think that definitely the, just the fact that you kind of seem like someone who, if you got knocked down, you got back up and kept trying. Oh, yeah. Because I think a lot of people try, like, I think a lot of people hit that, that rejection. Like, did, I mean, did you have a lot of rejection in the, in the music industry also? Um, yeah. For as much as I tried to get into the music industry, I was rejected uh, I believe completely. <laughs> I mean, is that why you went the route of releasing it online? I mean, you know, the Beatles, yeah. the Beatles got rejected a whole bunch of times. <laughs> That's like yeah. pretty great story. Like you, you're so sad if you're the record company that turned away the Beatles. <laughs> do you, do you have a composer that you uh, admire or look up to? Are there a few that, that you, you know, that you study or that you just appreciate? Um, yeah, there's, Yeah. <laughs> and who, who, who would you say right now is just in your view, your uh, whole 
We probably Yoko Kano. And what was his? I'm I'm not familiar. Oh, uh, she did uh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, cool. Yeah, she's and, ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm gonna have to go. And I'm gonna have to go back and listen. So it, I listen to music different. Do you? Do you? So I've noticed that as a musician, when I see music, I listen to it in a different way than say my wife. Well, my wife's kind of a musician. Maybe my kids or other mm-hmm. friends who listen to music. Like they don't hear it in the same way or sometimes it's hard to enjoy it on one level because I'm analyzing it. Is that, I don't know if you ever have encountered oh, that. Like, abs- oh my God, absolutely. For most of my life, I was not able to listen to music for fun. <laughs> um, it's really only in the last three to six months where I've stopped working so much where I find myself actually listening to something for fun. Is that great? Um, <laughs> it's it's weird. It's weird. It's no, oh, it's really nice though. Is it like a re? It's kind of like a rediscovery or like a a reawakening yeah. of yeah. And maybe you can approach your music like that too. I mean, maybe that'll be a thing that sort of as you just get to hear music, you also create like you did when you started because you said you know those those pieces that you. I have songs that I created from quite a while ago that I'll go back and go, that is pretty cool. And I also yeah, have right. ones that make me, you know, curl up in a fetal position and oh, yeah. question like, the why. Recording I'm, tech, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the recording tech was bad, but the notes are solid. Do you, do you just go back sometimes and go, that's so good, I'm going to re-record it? I've done that a couple of times. Uh, I try not to do that just because there's so many possible things that I could do. Why am I going to redo something? Well, I will let somebody else do a cover of it. <laughs> do you have a lot of people covering your material? Do you have a lot of uh, like remakes of of your pieces? There's a yeah, there's a few of them out there. I I really like it when somebody takes my stuff and arranges it for like you know a live wind ensemble or an orchestra. Those are really cool. Oh yeah. I bet that I bet that would be really awesome to hear. Have you been at any of those? Have you ever? Actually- no, I've only seen videos. That's still, I uh, would think that would just be like the coolest thing ever. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> if I get an invite, I will go. But a lot of times, it's like, hey, we used your music. Here's the video. It's like, really? I could have flown out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen listening please invite kevin out to your yes. uh, premiere of his music because he will show up i will you'd fly out for that right i mean i would fly out somewhere for that if i if i heard someone was doing that i would make a right i would make time cool is <laughs> That'd be that? awesome um do you have any recommendations for the people out there um people that are uh getting into music or are wanting to compose music um something that that you would recommend that they do to uh just kind of parting words wisdom um well first off and i think everyone is going to tell you this stop it don't this is a terrible business don't get into it <laughs> run the it's other not way going, things are not going to go well very 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 few people succeed if you can't stop composing yes this is for you if you want to like know how to get into it, you you're you're already too late. It's too late. It's you've you've already lost. You've lost. You've the already lost. I'm very sorry. Uh, yeah, you have to be able to go in naively and just hammer on things and 
have a great time. And if you have a great time, you're, you'll probably be fine. But the real thing, uh, learn the technology. Um, the, like I have a lot of software that I use. That's pretty smart. Um, you know, like it will know how to do uh, a bunch of guitar techniques and strumming techniques. There's software that, uh, will give you, um, you know, standard bluegrass chord ideas. There's so much time saving, uh, technology out there. Learn it and keep on top of it because the, uh, the computers are coming for us all. <laughs> and Befriend you really them. need to learn how to do that or, you know, you're just going to be left in the dust. We need to be friends with our overlords. We really do. <laughs> Did I see that you were that you were creating software that um, creates music, like that, yeah, yeah, like, I'm, like uh, AI kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, okay. So AI is a AI is a weird term. Yeah. Well, what <laughs> um, would you? How would you term? I I saw. I feel. I just saw something offhand reading through your Twitter yeah. feed. I think. Uh, no, the uh, the stuff that I'm working on now is basically just the uh, the technology framework that you can uh, plug things into. Right now, it's just a, sort of a, a random. I, like my first thing was random. Um, my next step, which I thought I would be, you know, three months into by now, uh, be using a, a thing called Markov chains, which is kind of like the predictive text in your phone. Oh, okay. Where if you say, I am going, and then it'll be like, to <laughs> the store. <laughs> and then, so it'll it'll know the things that are most common in those situations and, and, and work on that. And then, yeah, the level three is to bring in a, uh, like a magenta type AI into the system. So you do pro, you, you're, you're a programmer also. Uh, Are you working anyone with someone? who has ever seen my code will disagree with you. <laughs> However, <laughs> you dabble. <laughs> and yeah. do you do you work with other people? Do you work with other musicians? Do you um, do you collaborate? Or are you solo? I I occasionally collaborate. Mostly, I commiserate <laughs> <laughs> by yourself in a cave. Um, no, you, you get, uh, you get a bunch of composers together and, you know, you just talk about like, sometimes it's new tech, sometimes it's terrible clients, um, you know, whatever. Yeah. All that's because cool. I'm we, glad we you... all have like, we all have the same, I don't know, mental problems. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> sit in our living rooms all day, every day, staring at screens, answering emails, hitting up the social media. You know, mm-hmm. half half of my job is marketing. More than half? Half. Probably half. Oh, well that's that's a cool that's a great tip. So you, you do you intentionally have time during your day that you're just okay, I'm gonna do social media now, or is it just sort of happen like yeah, during my, I would say during my week, I will take some time to do social media. Uh, I'm bad at it. I'm really bad at it. <laughs> um, I don't like it. Uh, a lot of people love it, but I don't want to waste people's time. 
And like so much of what they tell you is you have to, you know, get out there and you have to be saying things all the time. It's like, I don't have things to say all the time. I'm not going to waste your time with that. That sounds, I mean, that sounds consistent with how you've approached your music too. Are there any other things? Just as I know we sort of, I'm filing, I'm, we're filing, I promise we're, we're, we're ending out. Is there, is there anything that's, <laughs> you is can there edit. anything non-musical that you would, that you would say life advice or, or that's important? Like the other thing that's super important to you other than the music? Um, you said, you said, hang, like the commiseration, like you just have a group of people that you, you hang out with and you were talking about the fact that you're able to enjoy people a little more now, like you can kind of, you're slowing down. So yeah. as you're slowing down, and I'm at that same point in my life a little bit, like I'm older and I, my kids are older and, and um, you know, there's that backwards looking reflection. Is there is there anything else that, that you know, you feel is super important? Um, I barely know how to live my life. <laughs> I cannot imagine giving advice for other people on how should they should live theirs. And maybe that's the advice we all that's, need. <laughs> that is some pretty good advice. <laughs> maybe we could all stop telling everyone else what to do. Yeah. Um, Kevin, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, thanks so much for uh, doing the interview. And um, where can people find you? Where should they get a hold of you? Where's your social media where, where is the hub that they should go to you know once you go to once you go to Incompetech that everything's there so if so, you can't remember how to spell Incompetech just google for graph paper <laughs> google graph paper there you go and it's it's Incompetech I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H right it's like yep. incompetent and tech correct and um and there, and it is the first thing that pops up on Google. Everybody, uh, why don't you <laughs> say hi to Kevin on the uh, inter-social webs? Although he doesn't, he doesn't want to stay there all the time. But let him know that you uh, heard the show. And uh, Kevin, thanks so much for uh, being with us today. Thanks so much. This has been an interview with Kevin McLeod. Leave a comment or tweet at K-M-A-C-L-E-O-D to let him know you heard him on today's show. And for the love of all that's holy, go to Incompetech and print out some graph paper for yourself. Also, keep an eye out for the documentary about Kevin, royalty-free, the music of Kevin McLeod. Special thanks to my students, viewers, and listeners who asked great questions for this episode of the show. Today's episode featured the Create, Explode, Repeat theme song by yours truly, and the following songs, all licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license from, you guessed it, Incompetech.com. The Builder, Sneaky Snitch, Nowhere Land, Egmont Overture, Discovery Hit, Cool Cats, Inspired, and Bit Shift. You can find me on the internet at MrGRocks.com. That's M-R-G-E-E-R-O-C-K-S.com. And I'm also at MrGFun on Twitter. I have Facebook, YouTube, and a bunch of other links up on MrGRocks.com. I'm your host, Mr. G, and you've been listening to Create, Explode, Repeat. Repeat.